Salutations and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Itabo Mari, and you already know the name of my show. And if you don't, it doesn't matter because you're listening to me right now. And to be honest, that's all that matters to me. But I have a question for you today, my friend. A very, 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 very important question. But before I ask you that question, I hope you're having a good day. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. Let me tell you about more life. <laughs> okay, you know what? Nah, just, just forget I said that. But I really hope that you're having a good day. You're about to have a good day. And if your day has ended, I really wish. No, I really hope it was good. My question. I just froze for a minute there. My question. Have you ever been held hostage? I hope not. And if you have, well, that must suck a ton. But I mean, you're here now listening to me. But uh, why am I asking you about this weird topic? A very, very weird topic. And I seem quite chilled about it. And I don't know. I just feel like it would be better if I spoke about this in a funny manner. I don't know if I'm being funny or just being very, I don't know, cringe right now. Ah, whatever. But trust me, there's a point to this, okay? It's literally what my video is about. It's about this, my goodness, this crime, which to be honest, I don't think was the first ransom to ever come about. I just feel like it was the first ransom to be documented ever. Um, but of course, it had to be in America. No, everything starts in America. Ha ha ha. But this was like 150 years ago. Yes. On the 1st of July, 1874. The 1800s, people. 1800s. So basically, these two boys, they were siblings. And they were kidnapped. One was four. And the other was six. And their names were Charlie and Walter Ross. Now, these kids were kidnapped. Okay. Literally in front of their house. They call it a porch. Yeah, that's what it says. They said that they were kidnapped literally on their front porch at home. And you feel like you can be safe when you're at home. Hey, if this was 150 years ago, imagine now. I mean, kids are really naive beings. I mean, let's be honest. They're really just innocent folks. And if you come up to them with a, a lollipop, a stock sweets, they're going to. They're going to trust you for the rest of their lives. Well, not necessarily, but you've already built that type of, like, bond. Like, they trust you. Like, you could be their friend. I mean, they love everybody, right? Um, not always, but, I mean, this is how these two bo- boys, um, these two boys were lured into the arms of their kidnappers. Such a tragic story. because. No one deserves to be kidnapped, right? Or, I don't know, taken advantage of in any type of way. And here are two kids who are just playing at home. I mean, the safest place for them to be at. But here come these two guys who literally kidnapped them without even forcing them to come into their truck. So... This is what happened on the 1st of July at the Ross household. 
on the front porch, Charlie and Walter, the two boys, brothers, were playing or just chilling, whatever, I don't know, but they were on the front porch, okay? And here came these two men who are the perpetrators of this crime. They had given these candies to um, the two boys. So in order for the two boys to trust these men, they had given them sweets, candies, whatever, multiple times on multiple occasions. So they built this like bond between them and the boys, like this trust, this relationship. So by the time these two guys on the 1st of July came over to their house, they already knew who these men were. They were their adult friends. So it wasn't like they were strangers. But in order to lure the boys, they had to lie to them, obviously, because the boys didn't want to go anywhere. They just wanted candy. I mean, that's what they've been giving them the past few weeks, but they've never driven them to another location. So now the boys were just like, okay, this is really suspicious, bro. Like, what's going on? I mean, for a six-year-old and a four-year-old, well, I'm not really sure if they felt like it was suspicious, but they don't want to go with the guys. So these two men had to lie to these innocent kids. Yeah. And you know what? Their father, Walter and Charlie, their father was kind of rich. I mean, they lived in a mansion. So they were already like targets from day one because their father had banks. Sounds good when I say that. But yeah, um, so these two guys came up to the house with their in their truck. And um they offered to buy these little boys firecrackers if they climbed into their car, into their truck, whatever it's called. Now I'm not really sure what are firecrackers? Are they are firecrackers those sweets that pop in your mouth? I think they are. Or are those those like little fire thingy majigs that you throw into the ground and then they make popping sounds? No, those are not firecrackers. Whatever, it doesn't matter because the boys were pretty excited once they told them that they were gonna go to the shops and buy them firecrackers. So yeah, that's literally all we need to know. Now so they're driving, go into the department store, I don't know, whatever. Like the little corner store. I mean this is the eighteen hundreds, but whatever. Um and they showed up. They actually showed up to the store. So, like, how did, how did this happen? How did they, like, end up taking them to some, I don't know, warehouse? I don't know. And kept them there for a while. Actually quite twisted what this, how this happened, how this turned out. Because you would like to think that these kidnappers kept the two brothers together. But that's not what happened. <sighs> They had to separate the two boys, which kind of sucks because they've been brothers their whole lives. And now they're no longer together. But they got to the store. And on the way to the store, they were pretty like, the boys were kind of like fussy. You know how children are? Like they're impatient. Like we want the firecrackers now. (laughs) So the men gave one of the brothers, Walter, who was the older kid, the six-year-old kid, and they gave him money and told him to go into the store and buy these firecrackers. But when he got into the store, those two men actually left him behind 
and drove away with his little brother, Charlie, the four-year-old kid. And that's how they were separated. So now, Charlie had been kidnapped by the two men. And it was just him now. And his little brother was still at the store, innocently looking for firecrackers and excited to share them with his brother. But little did he know (sighs) that his brother was long gone. That must suck. I mean, if I was an older brother, this, or an older sibling, this would like hit me hard. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong in some type of way, but I feel like siblings need to take care of each other, right? But I feel like if I'm an older sibling, I'm obliged to take care of my younger sibling. But not like I gotta work for them and feed them all the time. And, but like just to like, you know, I've been here longer, even if it's like two years longer. <laughs> but I mean, I just, obviously I'm older and I'm gonna feel really, really bad knowing that now my brother is off with strangers. And regardless of my age, it just would suck, right? And to grow up with that, knowing that your brother might still be alive, but you don't know, because they never found him after this. They never found him. This must have hit him like a ton of, a ton of sacks. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know, a ton of bricks. What the heck is wrong with me? This must have hit him like a ton of bricks. I mean, it would have hit me like a ton of bricks. So, back home, back at home, the father of Walter and Charlie Ross, Christian Ross, was starting to look for his kids. Like, where the heck are my children, right? I mean, they were outside just now where they at and like um someone came up to him um well well he was asking the neighbors actually like where are my children have you seen them and someone told him one of his neighbors told him that he had seen two boys in the truck of those two guys no one knew who these men were they just knew that okay these two boys i mean that kind of sucks right what the heck if you are an old person and your neighbor's children who are toddlers are getting into some truck that you've never seen before some van and you're just gonna be like oh whatever they'll be back soon and you're just like freely like a few hours telling their father that oh they're missing i saw them like get into this man and talk about like being a wow Trust nobody. Because, I mean, first of all, you're at home and your kids are at home or whatever. And now they're gone. They're not even safe at their own homes. Even today. I mean, you get people who are not even safe at their own homes. And they're being like, I don't know, kidnapped or whatever. And you've got a neighbor taking a video. I mean, people, that's what people do. That's what people do today. Sometimes. It's okay to take a video because then it can be like some sort of proof to prove the victim's innocence. Like, no, this victim was just like preyed onto by this person, right? Sometimes people just take videos of innocent people's lives being taken away from them. And like sometimes you can hear um, people in the background just commenting like really bad, disgusting things. And it's just... What has life come to? 
life has always been just nonsense, right? A lot of dump, but it's just become really, really bad. What happened to just being a decent human being? And when I say decent human being, I don't mean just like being nice all the time. It's hard to be nice all the time. Especially when people are walking around thinking they're better than you and stuff. Literally like, I don't even want to get into that. It's just been a hard month, okay? Happy August, by the way. It's the 6th of August. It was the first yesterday. Like, what the hell, man? But whatever. It's just been a hard May, June, and July. August has been, August has been quite good. Except I, I basically almost died. But um, that's besides the point. Yeah, that sounds really dark. I, I, I didn't almost die. Well, it felt like I was going to die. I felt like I was dying in the moment. But what basically happened is that, I'm not going to get into detail, but I couldn't breathe. And now I can. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just don't want to talk about it. But uh, yeah, so don't take life for granted, I guess. I just feel like I had to like tell you something so, I don't know, not motivational, but because I literally just went from a really dark topic about two kids being kidnapped to me almost dying on Monday evening. <laughs> but let's go back to my my little story about these two boys whose father now noticed that, oh my gosh, my children are missing. Like, where are they? And so one of the neighbors tips him off and says, yo, I saw them get into this truck with two guys, right? Now, his wife was sick. And because his wife was sick, she wasn't told about, like, her children being missing and all, which kind of sucks. I mean, okay, we got to consider how, like, ill she is. But, like, she needs to know if the two children she birthed are not anywhere to be seen. She needs to know that it's her full right. Um, but, I mean, I guess they considered the fact that her health could decline. But she wasn't informed about her two missing children until two days later when she actually, like, found a little ad. A little like, yeah, an ad. Um, one of one of those ads her husband was like handing out, like a missing persons flyer. Is that what it's called? And she found it. And um, because her husband was handing these like flyers out, somebody actually found the flyer. And he found Walter, the oldest child. And he actually returned Charlie, um, not Charlie, wait, what? Yeah, he actually returned Walter to his family, um, to his mother and to his father. But his younger brother, Charlie, four-year-old, was still missing. And that's when they were like, okay, my goodness, our children are separated. This is serious. So then they kept on like, it was a whole investigation with cops and everybody, you know. But like for a couple of days, they had no new leads at all. And one day, you know, their father, Christian Ross, he was just going about on his day. I'm kidding. No, he wasn't. His son was missing. But he just received an, a letter in the mail. And it was actually a ransom note. The first of its kind, apparently, which I don't believe. But I mean, hey. Uh, so he received a letter. And the kidnappers were telling them that they have Charlie. And they want money in return for his safety for his freedom 
right? Obviously, because that's what a ransom is. Now, the kidnapper, mind I tell you, this was like 150 years ago. It was 1874. So $20 was like a lot of money. And if you actually like convert $20 into today's like value, money value, American dollars, whatever, I don't know. It's a lot of money. I mean, it could be millions. If I'm wrong, I apologize. Don't, don't think I'm stupid. Um, but I, it was twenty dollars is kind of a lot if you've never had it. I mean, damn! If somebody gave me twenty dollars, what would I do? Nothing, because I don't even. I, I mean, I have twenty rands that my grand gave me from like grade three, <laughs> and they're in my jackets and stuff. Like every time I put on like my pants or a jacket I haven't worn in like a long time, I find twenty dollar bills. I find twenty rands and stuff, and. I even have like a hundred rands for my okay. Let me not brag about it, but like my grandmother actually loves me. Like period, <laughs> but uh, she gives me like money sometimes. I never use it because I don't buy anything. Um, but how do we get here? Oh yeah, twenty thousand dollars was a lot. Is a lot, but especially back then, twenty k was a lot. So the kidnappers they wanted twenty dollars, and um, in exchange for. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Christian would give them his um the twenty dollars and he would get his son back. So in the note there were instructions, like a couple of instructions on how they could like give the money to um to them and how the son would like come home safely. Right? But like Mr. Ross, Christian, he wanted to do everything and anything to get his to get his son back, which makes sense. And he tried to follow the instructions, but you know, he couldn't come into contact with the kidnappers, and it failed. He couldn't, he couldn't find the kidnappers. He couldn't give them the money, and he did not get his son. He tried everything, like, multiple times, obviously. I mean, you're never going to give up if your son's missing, if your kid's missing, if your loved one is missing. And it just... Even when he offered rewards, large amounts of money, he, he never found his kid. The kidnappers never came back for the $20. They never, nothing, nothing. I mean, the search would go on for like decades and decades. And you know, like false hope and tips from like net random people just on the search for this kid. But like he just never found his child. And Walter grew up without knowing what happened to his brother. And not Walter. Yeah, Walter. I keep confusing these children. Walter is the youngest one, the oldest one, and Charlie is the youngest one who's kidnapped. I'm sorry for confusing you because I'm confused. But Walter, you know, he grew up not knowing what happened to Charlie Ross, his little brother. And the last time he saw his brother, he was four. Walter last saw Charlie when he was four, and he was six. And Whatever happened to him, I'd like to believe that he was, like, raised and these two men decided to keep him as, like, their son. Maybe they just wanted one son. I don't know. And then they needed $20 to, like, raise him. I know that's just, like, me trying to just, you know, make it less blue. But it, it just... It's really sad. I actually have the... What is it called? the ransom note 
I never read the ra- ransom. Damn, I never read the ooh. I never read the ransom note. Yo, you know this language. Anyways, um, should I read it? Yeah, why don't we? But it's in it's in um Shakespearean Shakespearean English, I think. Um, so yeah, don't laugh at me. But like it says, Mister Ross, be not uneasy. Your son Charlie Brewster. He, what in the world? He al writ we as got him, and no powers on earth can deliver out of your hand. You will have to pay us before you gift him from us. Any pay, and pay us a big cent too. If you put the cops hunting for him, you is only defeating your own end. We is got him fit, so no living power can gift him from us alive. If any approach is made to his hidden place, that is the signal for his instant. And and ooh, annihilation. You know, one day I can read the next I can't, or this minute I can, the next I can't. Annihilation. Jeez. You know what? No, whatever. Let's just carry on. If you regard his life, puts no one to search for him. You money can fetch him out alive and no other existing powers. Don't deceive yourself and think he detectors can gift him from us, for that is one impossible. You hear from us in few days. Yeah, you know what? I think it's some type of like kidnapper language, like some slang for kidnappers back in the 1800s. I like to believe that they had some swag back then too. <laughs> no, I actually don't. <laughs> I just can't imagine it. Like, you know, every time I think about, like, a hundred years ago, I, I don't know why. This is obviously wrong and stupid, but I just think they saw, it, like, they saw the world in black and white. They obviously didn't, people. They obviously didn't. But, like, sometimes when I'm, like, imagine or when I'm listening to, like, a jazz song from the, like, 1950s or something, I just keep on seeing myself in black and white. I mean, I love black and white. Like, even when I take photos, black and white film all the time. Or color film, and then I just get them printed in, developed, not printed, developed in black and white. Whatever, you're not interested. You're interested in hearing about, you know, Walter Ross and where he is. No, Charlie Ross, where he is. Because we know Walter Ross is alive. Well, was alive, but... Dude, I apologize like wholeheartedly. So that is the letter. Now it says here, I'm reading this article and it was written by the Maverick Files. So I read this article. Um and it just I had to like speak about it. I mean I've I, I want to speak about a lot of stuff on my podcast, right? And true crime is literally something that I love. <laughs> I honestly do. Like, I, I've always liked crime stories and movies. But then I came across, like, crime documentaries of actual crimes that happened. And I knew about movies that were based off real crimes. But I didn't want that based off stuff. I wanted the actual real McCoy. I wanted, I wanted um, to watch crime documentaries. And I came across 
um a lot of them on youtube on tv in like grade five yeah grade five grade five into grade six and so i've just always been wanting to well ever since i thought of making a podcast it just hit me like hey, why don't you talk about like true crime i mean if you don't like it you don't have to because you know sometimes some yeah some murders and some crimes are just like very ugh, and like damaging and you know tw the tw is always is already at the end i should have just put in the beginning oh i will i'll be like tw in the bio who even reads the freaking description i don't know who reads it well i mean you gotta it's like watching a show you gotta read the description right is this a show this is a show because it's episodes this is season one <laughs> how many episodes and i'm like i'm gonna do 10 episodes no not 10 how many episodes should I have? I'm just going to go to Google and be like, how many episodes do episodes do podcasters usually have in one season? But, um, should I go back to the article? I mean, obviously. I mean, I, I basically told you that they never found Charlie. Even today. Poor Charlie. But the cops feel like it is highly likely that they actually killed Charlie. I don't know. I don't want to believe it. But I mean, it makes sense, right? So they basically said that during the manhunt, you know, while they were looking for the kidnappers and Charlie, um, William Mosha, or Mosha, whatever, and Joseph Douglas, two felons who were involved in another kidnapping, were identified identified through a handwriting analysis, you know. However, when Douglas was arrested, he claimed that only Moshe knew where Charlie Ross was and admitted that he was the one who had masterminded the kidnapping. Wow. You know when you commit a crime with your buddy, your homie, and then they sell you out? Like, bruh, we in this together. You know, all for one or one for all. I think that's how they say it. But like, if I'm going down, you're going down with me. <laughs> I mean, if we rob a bank together, you're not about to be chickening out when we're literally there. You know, when this, those automatic sensing whatever doors open and you're like, I can't do this no more. No, we're in this together. Especially if you're the mastermind. Look like, what? Why would, you, why would you come up with such a plan? Such a genius, but very, very inhumane, sinful <laughs> plan. Why would you come up with it and then, like, freaking, wow. But in this case, the mastermind was not so smart. He chose a friend called Douglas who would throw him under the bus. Yeah. But, unfortunately for the police officers and for the Ross family, Mosha, the alleged mastermind had already been killed during the aftermath of another burglary hmm. so now him being dead the secret or where charlie has been buried or how he died or if he's actually alive you know it it, it died when this mosha guy died mosha whatever his surname is you know and they never found him I think you already know that by now. But they never found him. So this is what the police think. 
they think that these two guys killed the child and they couldn't get the money because I mean they had already killed him and how are they going to get the money if the kid is not there right I mean it's like yo you got your cut now I want my kid like you know but uh, the police think that it is entirely possible that the little boy led a life of a homeless orphan yo you see I'm sorry I did not finish reading this article right but I'm I knew that he was dead should have probably said that a bit lighter. I knew that he was no longer with us. Um, how did I not see the end of this article? Okay, whatever, but I knew that he was never found. Um, but I mean, hey, my theory, if the cops thought of that, then I am intelligent because I thought of a theory that the cops thought of without even knowing that the cops thought of it. <laughs> and that's on what? That's on period. Okay, you know what? Let's just, let's just, whatever. So, maybe he lived his life as an orphan. I mean, I'd, I'd like to believe that he would remember where he's from, though. I mean, like, when you're four, you know your name, your surname, usually, your age. But I'm not sure, like, you'll know where you're from. Like, your street number, and, no. And also, it was the 1800s, bro. Like, there was no other technology that we have today. I mean, you really think somebody in the 1800s was, like, podcasting? No, they were not. So, like, we are levels. Yeah. So, poor Charlie Ross. Imagine your life being taken away from you. Or if it wasn't taken away from you, like, physically, now you're an orphan and you have no memory of it whatsoever. I mean, even if it's possible to, for people to lie to you and say that, no, Charlie's not your name. It's Augustus. I don't know why I thought of that, but I think it's August. And that's why. But that doesn't matter. I mean, imagine just going on, not remembering where you come from, not knowing where you come from, basically. And so many people actually go through that, eh? Like, regardless of whether they were kidnapped or... They just have, like, dementia or, I don't know, an accident. And they forget themselves and where they come from. And that's sad because sometimes you can go through your life feeling like, I don't want to be myself anymore. You just want to forget yourself. And then, you, I don't know, personally, like, I read about stuff like people forgetting their, like, who they are and their family members. I even had a family member who died at like 108 or something like that. I don't know because, um, well, she was old, obviously. And she also had very bad memory because everything fades away as it gets older, including health. Health. I know that's not like I said, health. I'm not close enough to this thing, but yeah. Just don't take life for granted. Live your life. Live your days like it's your last days. Um, no one knows what happened to Charlie Ross. But it still remains one of the most popular kidnappings in American history because it is known as the first ransom in the world or in American history. All right. Don't give candy to a stranger. That's literally what it says at the end of the uh, article. What? Don't give candy to a stranger. Don't, don't take candy from a stranger. Whatever. Anyways, um, 
yeah, I hope you're doing good. And that somehow I made you feel better. And if I didn't, man, I apologize. Yo, so. But uh, thanks for listening, actually. I really appreciate it. I really do. And just have a good day. Have a good, have a good one. Okay, bye, kid.